And today our business software feels like work. We have to check our email, submit expense reports, enter data in our CRM. But I wonder, what if we could make software less like work and more like play? And with game design, we can. This comment from Rahul Vora offers a key lesson of greatness. If you want your software to win, embrace game design at the core of your product design. Let's talk about why. Welcome to Starting Greatness, a podcast dedicated to ambitious founders who want to go from nothing to awesome super fast. When you're a startup founder, you have to channel your inner James Bond, your MacGyver, your Wonder Woman. I'm going to help you win by curating the lessons of the super performers, but before they were successful. So without further ado, ignition sequence start. Let's get started. Today, most business software feels like work. You trudge through email or expense reports or entering data into your CRM. But Rahul Vora of Superhuman shows us that thinking of business software this way is a missed opportunity for most startups. And that makes it a huge opportunity for startups who understand it well. Even if your software is business oriented, incorporating game design into your product is becoming a necessity. People used to use business software because they had no choice. Software was sold to budget owners from the top down. It made users the secondary concern. Now, consumer products have changed the equation. Successful B2B companies are increasingly those that win from the bottom up by delighting end users first, and then the products spread organically. If you want to sell software, satisfying that individual user is now a necessity. But first, a big red warning sign. Game design is not gamification. It's not simply adding points, levels, trophies, or badges to your product. Ten years ago, gamification of business software was a really hot topic in Silicon Valley and tech in general. It didn't work, and to understand why, we need to look at human motivation. Researchers have learned that there's a large difference between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. With intrinsic motivation, we complete activities because we find them inherently satisfying and interesting. With extrinsic motivation, we act to achieve rewards, and these rewards usually turn out to be a problem because they undermine intrinsic motivation. If the reward ever disappears, the user will perform the activity even less than if they'd never been rewarded in the first place. Instead of gamification, you want to implement game design, which means using emotions, goals, toys, controls, and creating flow. So let's talk about emotions first. Games create nuanced and targeted emotional states in their players. Most business software feels like an emotional slog, but Superhuman evokes many types of joy in its users. It creates optimism and hopefulness about the possibility of success, and then summons pride and triumph when a user hits inbox zero. You can find nuanced emotional states in other top products as well. When Lyft first started, it created surprise in its users when they realized the first ride was only a few minutes away, and then created camaraderie and connection when the driver greeted them with a fist bump in the front seat. Emotion creates possibility even in business products. Most people arrived at Superhuman with negative feelings about email. They felt helpless, anxious, annoyed, and guilty. By invoking the opposite emotion, Superhuman created a slingshot of delight. Users felt positive feelings about their email for the first time in years, sometimes ever. If you're in an industry where users hate your activity, improving that emotional state can create championship products. Second, let's look at goals. 
In games, well-crafted goals are concrete, achievable, and rewarding. At Superhuman, the goal is Inbox Zero. When users reach Inbox Zero, they're rewarded with a beautiful picture of a nature or landscape. And the company is careful to ensure this goal is achievable. If you're the sort of person with 200,000 emails in your inbox when you get started, then a live concierge will reset the counter with you at onboarding and design a personalized flow that makes Inbox Zero achievable. If users are unengaged with your product, ask whether you've offered them concrete, achievable, and rewarding goals. Third, games use toys. Toys are items we enjoy playing with. They're fun on their own and can be incorporated into games. So a ball might be a toy while baseball or soccer is a game. At Superhuman, the most popular toy is probably the Time Auto Completer. This toy enables users to indulge in playful exploration of when they want to be reminded of specific emails. It really does feel like fun. A user might type 2D to mean two days, but they might also type never or just mash the spacebar number two for a while, and then the email will return on February 2nd of 2022 at 2.22 p.m. When Google was first starting out, many people treated the I'm feeling lucky button as a toy. Today, Tesla has toys in the control interface of their cars, such as the James Bond submarine or the ability to make your charge port show the colors of a rainbow. In general, if no parts of your product are fun, how do you expect someone to enjoy using it? Fourth, games employ rapid and robust controls. All too often, business software has too much lag between input and response. We wouldn't put up with this in a video game, so why would we let it happen in business software? In Superhuman, every interaction takes place in under 100 milliseconds, and the controls work whether you're online or offline, in the office, on an airplane, or underground. High-quality controls aren't trivial to create, but they are rewarding. Superhuman had to build its own keyboard handler so user actions could be registered at the right speed. Now users are comfortable that the app will always keep up. If you want a great example of a top quality controls in consumer software, look no further than dating apps. Swiping left and right has become ubiquitous for liking and disliking something. It's fun and friendly with a secret back-end benefit. It gives the app more time to load your next possible match. Instagram incorporated a similar set of controls to satisfy its back-end needs. After clicking Upload on a picture, Users would input information about it so the picture upload felt much faster, even though it was happening in the background. If you're not sure what sort of controls to incorporate in your product, aim to make users feel like the experience is seamless and fast. Most importantly, games create flow. Flow is the mental state of being fully immersed in an activity. It's an intense and focused concentration on the present that's so absorbing we lose track of time. And flow is rewarding. When you're in flow, our activities become intrinsically motivated, which we've shown is the most powerful and effective form of motivation. So how do you get users in a state of flow? First, you want to make the next action obvious. Generally, this means you give users a single choice or a limited set of choices. In Gmail, when you archive an email, you end up back in the inbox, meaning you have to ask yourself, which email do I want to tackle next? Or what do I do next in the first place? In Superhuman, when you archive an email, you immediately see the next one without any decisions at all. In general, removing interruptions creates flow. Far too often, business dashboards create information overload when they should offer fewer options that help take the logical next best action. When users may need all the possibilities you provide, perhaps these options should be segmented into individual workflows, each of which has minimal distractions. They'll find the choices and actions far less exhausting. 
Flow also requires a balance in users between challenge and skill. If an activity is too hard, a user will feel annoyed or anxious. If it's too easy, they'll become bored. To feel truly in flow, users need to perceive a high level of challenge that they match with a high level of their own skill. At Superhuman, this has led to some counterintuitive conclusions. Obviously, often the software makes email easier, such as by removing the email counter for some users, because it creates feelings of judgment. On the other hand, sometimes the software ramps up the challenge. If a user is getting to inbox zero too easily, how about they try achieving it exclusively through keyboard shortcuts? For most business products, the upfront challenge is far too high compared to the user's skill. These products require intensive onboarding for users to even scratch the surface of how the system works. How many potential customers bounce because their perceived skill is too low? While your product's functions might be intricate, matching a user's skill to their perceived challenge at every step is far more likely to create a successful and satisfying experience. Reflecting on Rahul's success with Superhuman, it's clear he's incorporated game design into every aspect of his company's structure and strategy. Superhuman chose its initial customer base in part because they had intrinsic motivation about email. They targeted CEOs and boards of high-tech, high-growth companies because these are people for whom email is work and work is email. They were already intrinsically motivated to complete their emails faster and had a reason to do so. For Rahul and other founders, game design enables you to play offense while most software is just skating by. If you follow its principles, people will use your products because they want to, not because they have to. Your product becomes inherently interesting and engaging, which massively increases your chances of achieving greatness. So let the games begin. Thanks for listening to this lesson of greatness. I appreciate you listening, and I'd love to have you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, I'd be grateful if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And until we catch up again, I hope you never let go of your inner power to do great things in whatever matters to you. Thank you for listening.